0: I'm Adam Spencer and this is City Talks, brought to you by the City of Sydney. City Talks is about starting a conversation, a healthy community discussion about important and innovative global, national and local city issues. In this podcast series, we feature some curated highlights from the City Talks public speaker series, recorded live at Sydney Town Hall. A culturally engaged city needs a variety of vibrant activity. It needs major creative events, like some of those supported by the City of Sydney. Vivid, the Sydney Writers' Festival, Biennale, Chinese New Year, Mardi Gras. But also an extensive range of smaller creative arts projects that are assisted by government grants. And while money matters, ideas matter more. So how do we support and inspire generations and create an agile system that gives artists the ability and the facilities to bring ideas and opportunities to life? Well, in this episode of City Talks, we'll hear from Australian acting legend Richard Roxburgh about how his experience of turning a theatre passion project into reality led him to become an expert in everything from local parking laws to the vagaries of Portaloos. Over to you, Cleaver Green. Sorry, Richard Roxburgh. Good
1: evening, everybody. Despite the immensity of our land, we're famously one of the most urbanized societies in the world, nearly 90% of us live in cities. We cling to this skinny little verdant strip along the east coast around about the size of Chile. It's as if we all along had the secret thought that if it all goes tits up out here, we can escape fast. Man the lifeboats. There have been valiant attempts along the way to stem this tendency to urbanisation. When I was a boy growing up in Albury-Wodonga in the 70s, Gough Whitlam declared our town a decentralisation capital. Uh, Our heads exploded with pride and the population skyrocketed. I think as many as 19 new people came to town, all of them public servants. Uh, So for whatever reason, it appears that right now we don't want to be decentralised. And in that, we're actually not out of step with the rest of the globe. The whole world is galloping to flock together in increasingly tiny crawl spaces. And thus we're kind of faced with new conundrums and new possibilities about what we want to be. The central question... What are we going to be then? Now, in Sydney, we're really lucky because a lot of the big questions are answered before we even begin. We know that we're young, we're beautiful, we're hot. We love moonlit walks on the beach. We love fresco dining as long as we don't make too much noise and we don't disturb the neighbours and we're out of there by 9.30. Uh, we love any celebration with crackers... But what do we want to be when we grow up? This is where the culture of a city, and, and, and in particular tonight, a dialogue about that culture is, is obviously elemental. And it's why I'm so enthusiastic about this notion of a kind of a, a, an open forum about the cultural future of this town. Now, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more expansive definitions tonight of what we mean by the word culture. For me, when I'm talking about it, I suppose I'm thinking of it as the kind of unique creative spirit of Sydney. And in particular for me, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in the role that the artist plays in that environment. Uh, for me, that role is not just about exploring and exposing its civilization, but also in a way, to provide the very earth, the mulch, the horse shit, and yes, sometimes an abundance of that, the, the, to, 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 to provide the kind of uncanny combination of microbes that, that build a fruitful soil, to grow big, fat zucchinis, uh, a flourishing pleasure garden for people to just marvel at. That is what artists can do. So, how are we going with all of this in Sydney? My first great love is the theatre. And in the 90s, I took a couple of years off to create an independent theatre company called The Burning House. The the idea with the company was to do site-specific work to do, to take theater out of the 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 boxes and to put it in to put it somewhere else in surprising places to i suppose shake off that sometimes stultifying experience that we have as theater goers climbing up those carpeted steps on an opening night in a great cloud of chanel number no. 5 we worked tirelessly to create our first production in the Sydney Festival, an adaptation of Tim Winton's That Eye the Sky. And our crowning achievement was that we managed, after leaping through kilometres of hoops and hacking our way through additional kilometres of red tape, to perform it in the desanctified church, the beautiful little Sandstone Church on the corner of Palmer and Stanley Street, Now, there was no place that I could could think of that, that was more perfect, more beautiful to invoke the particular magic of that piece of work. It was incredible. So charged with enthusiasm after it and clamorous reviews, we set about working on our next production. But as the months went by, there was a slow... Dawning realization that what I was signing up for was a lifetime of making impassioned speeches to local councils about parking and Portaloos. <laughs> I was going to have to become a kind of a lay fireman <laughs> slash sanitation officer with a deep and abiding understanding of all the provisions and bylaws relating to hazards of incendiary and S-Bend. In short, I would rather fling myself headlong into one of the aforementioned portaloos. This wasn't my beautiful vision of, of taking unused urban spaces and, uh, and astonishing audiences without daring. It wasn't what I signed up for. And although the city at the time was helpful-ish... Um, it did sometimes feel that we were a bit of a thorn in the side of the city. It was almost as if we were deliberately setting out as a theatre company to get the good burgers of Sydney driving in futile circles in their cars and to keep them from toilet until they burst bladder and bowel and then perhaps set fire to them in their seats. So it was with great joy that I read in the cultural discussion paper this thought, uh, that a focus on process, a culture of risk elimination rather than risk management, has inhibited Sydney from reaching greater potential. To my mind, that single thought has really quite far-reaching application in the entire remit of the city of Sydney. I love this city. From the moment that I read my first Slessor poem when I was a boy at high school, it was always going to be Sydney. Uh, but I suppose at times, as, as a consumer of the culture here and, and a contributor, um, as much as you can think of Cleaver Green as a contributor to culture in, in any way... Um, At times it's almost like being the father of a beautiful but wayward adolescent girl. There's a kind of terror that goes with it because there's a sense that everybody wants a piece of her. Everybody wants to get their grubby little mitts on her. And so isn't it just great that we have a council that wants to talk to us, that wants to talk to her to discuss her issues and concerns. And not only that, but also, I suppose, us, you know, to have some sense of what the future might possibly be, to discuss possibility. It gives me hope that um, we might yet navigate our beautiful girl through her dangerous adolescence to the other side. Wiser, older, self reflective, Full of daring and dangerous ideas and alive.
0: Let the conversation begin. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Richard Roxburgh. I hope you've enjoyed this City Talk brought to you by the City of Sydney. If you want to hear more from other experts passionately committed to enhancing life in our cities, download City Talks from wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're listening to us in Sydney, keep your eye out for more live City Talk events on the City of Sydney website. I'm Adam Spencer. Bye bye.